Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Please hang on. Please. This is an official interruption of your local entertainment transmission. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Jeff Lutz. That's what we do on this show. We say it. I hear you loud and clear. In Jason Duda, for today anyway. It's way more fun if it's just off the cuff. Wow! Hey! Isn't that exciting? 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Only the best for your special playtime. Stand by for action. Good afternoon and welcome. It is Bob and Jeff on KFH. It seems like we haven't been here for like a month, but I was here Friday as far as I remember. Yeah, that seems like a long time ago for some reason. Well, then it wasn't that long. It seems like is what I'm saying. Two days? Yeah. Okay. Jason Duda, as you heard in the intro, joins me today, freshly back from the great north, Canada. Let me tell you. Let's hear about it. Oh, your third 70, time. 71 degrees every day. No humidity. Why do oh, people? Why golly. do people travel and then brag about the weather where they were? Because you can do whatever Just you go want. There. You don't you, have to feel like you're well, then sweating. Go, you come home back. here. It's humidity and it's 104 and it's disgusting. Then move back. So you get to go outside. We're outside. We did outside stuff all day. It was great. It was great. Now I'm tired. Are we done? Is the show over? Because that's all I got. Yeah. If not, it's the, the, rest, the rest is on you today. That's it. No. It's all I got left. That's that's. No, just, I'm sorry, man. That's it. That's no, all you, the rest no. is on you. No, when you go on vacation, you, you don't get day. to come back and be tired. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, a little bit. You do. You shouldn't be tired after vacation. Oh. You should be tired before vacation. I was. I felt great when we got home, and then uh, I was home. So then I got tired again. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you go to work today? Um, here. Okay, so you're not tired. Oh, I'm tired. When did you wake up? Uh, 8.30. You're not tired. Oh, You got to sleep till 8.30? Yeah, but I then didn't, go, didn't go to sleep till 2.30. Stupid time change. Well, then why wouldn't you wake up at 10.30? Because I just woke up at 8.30. What am I supposed to... Well, the, t- the time change only affects the time you go to sleep, but not the time you wake up? Well, normally I'd probably be up at 6.30 on the weekend because normally I'm up at 3.45. So, Well, today's yeah. not a weekend. You're struggling. Today's today. my weekend. Today's my weekend. Sunday, Monday is my weekend. Oh, okay. Saturday, not your weekend. Saturday is not my weekend. Saturday was my only day of the weekend this, this week. Why is that? I worked wind surge Friday night, and I worked wind surge yesterday. Lovely experience. Just love doing it. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Have a great time up there with my people. I'll name some of them. Jason, Wyatt, Fred, Dave, Greg, uh, Lance, Bill, uh, Rich. They're all just wonderful humans. Man, you got a lot of people up there. Yeah, there are. Well, and I, I don't think I named everybody. Probably not. Probably left out the important people. No offense to everyone you named, You know who came up yesterday? Who? And we'll have him on the show today at 325, the president of the wind surge, Jay Miller. Really? Isn't that big? What did he say to you? Oh, he was just, uh, you know, we're really lucky to have you up here doing this. (laughs) 
it lends <laughs> it lends a lot of credibility when you're the official score. And oh, people, I can only imagine. And people know that they're going to get the right calls. How and, many tough calls did you have? Man, the day before, or Friday, uh, was very tough because there were eight errors. Eight? Six made by the windsurf. You handed out six errors to the home team. I did. Wow. And they let you back? Well, they were all errors, so I don't know what you want me to do about it. Uh, and then uh, Tulsa batted out of order. What? Which didn't really affect me necessarily, but the guy keeping the pitch by pitch, he it screwed him up because he had the guy who was leading off the the eighth inning or whatever had ended the seventh inning. He had batted twice in a row. How'd he do? To get a hit both no. times? Well, obviously not he the end of the He struck out the first time, and then I believe he's, I might have struck out the second time. That's bad. That's bad. Two strikeouts in a row. In a row. That doesn't happen very often in I, baseball. You don't see that very often. No. Uh, but I was angry. I was angry because I don't like, I don't like when things, you know, go wrong. Not necessarily that. I don't like when people mess things up in baseball. Right. So the umpire. Uh, he goes over to the dugout. Actually, it's the other way around. The the manager of the wind surge, Ramon Borrego, notices that they had batted out of order and goes to the umpire, right? Right. After the batter had batted and, and recorded an out. I believe it was a strikeout, but I don't remember for sure. Uh, so he goes, hey, they batted out of order. And there's a little bit of conversation, and then they just separate. That's it. Nothing happens. And I'm like, what in the world? How could you mess that up? And we all had it up here. Uh, they noticed, we noticed, it, it's bad, everything happened. How come they didn't ask, in this case it was me, but uh, the official score, who was up, you know what I'm saying? Like, how come we didn't fix this? And we come to find out the umpire had it right the whole time. Had what right? You cannot, there cannot be a penalty if you allow a batter to bat out of order. Once that at bat is over, they are now considered to be batting in order. So if you don't catch it and and point it out when the batter is up and the batter finishes his at bat, doesn't matter. So what if uh, it's out of order and he hits the first pitch? Then the bat that's over. Yeah. So then if he hits a single, he's on if first. If he hits a home run, it's a run. It's, it's so well. How does that work? So as soon as he gets in the batter's box, yeah, you got to do it. Much. And if you don't do it once he's in the batter's box, tough. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. But. Because I would think you could probably sneak that in a couple times. You might be able to. Obviously. Well, you should be able to. I would think. You'd be like, hey, why is this guy at bat? And then you go, go check. By that time, there's a pitch thrown. Yeah, you're not wrong. Something needs to be done about that. Well, that's the rule. And the umpire for not checking, not, not doing anything, was correct. So it, it, it uh, restored my faith. Well. Because I was mad. But. But I was wrong. You don't hear that very often, no, do you? No, I'm surprised that that just popped out of your mouth. Well, say it again so everyone can hear it. In baseball and in scoring and doing all that and the rules and stuff, I do not. I don't claim to know everything. I don't claim to have seen everything. This was something while you know it's come up in the game of baseball before. It hasn't come up while I've been scoring a game or been up uh, in that role. So you were. So I did not know the rule officially. And no one else did either, by the way. Uh, but I looked it up, and the umpire had it right, and I, Jason, had it wrong. Wow. wow. And I'm okay to admit that. What I come back from vacation, and you're admitting you're wrong already. No, This is crazy. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a different circumstance. What's the date today? August 7th. Mark August that 7th. down. You know, why, you know why maybe I'm in a little bit of a, a more willing mood, a little better mood? Why is that? Because today we can officially, officially start the countdown to New York City. One month, September seventh, Eagles. Oh, so you are going Madison now. Square. This I've, is this I've is all. I've been sp- going. Yeah, but I've been gone. So no, what? the last time you were here, I was going, and I had tickets. Yeah, but you didn't know how you were going. We're going. How are you going? You're we're, driving. You pull in the camper. I'll probably levitate over there. How you how how you getting there? We're going to take a car. No camper. No camper. Just a car. Um, we're probably going to spend some time in Ohio with my family. My daughter, believe it or not, Jason, wants to visit Kent State University. Really? In Kent, Ohio, Northeast Ohio. So we might go t- uh, get that out of the way, take care of that, uh, and then head on to the east 
East Coast, well, as it were. There you go. How long are you going to be gone then? We'll be gone 10 days. Holy man. 10 well, days. Isn't 10? that during school too? Yeah, well, it's a week off. She gets four days off. Um, oh, that for during uh, that weekend yeah, or whatever it is. One, one of the days is Labor Day. So we'll leave the Friday night before, maybe drive to Columbia, then on to Ohio the next day, stay a few days. Right. Uh, and then go on to New York, and then it'll be a three-day trip back. You got her set. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. Nuts. When are you, when are you leaving for that one? Well, it'll be the Friday before, so, so like September 1st. Yeah, probably would be the day. And I have Cedric the Entertainer tickets for Saturday the 2nd in Oklahoma that I'll not now be able to use. How do you feel about that? I'm not not thrilled, but when it's between Eagles and Cedric, I mean, there's not even a, there's not even a, not even a contest. Really? Yeah. Well, you're always talking about Cedric. I love Cedric. He's absolutely my favorite comedian. Why wouldn't you leave like Sunday morning then? Because we want to have uh, some time with the family in Ohio. Well, I can understand that. That I can understand. If we left Sunday, we wouldn't get there till Monday. We'd have to leave Wednesday morning. You get two nights as opposed to three or four. True. Very get, true. And you want that college visit. Well, yeah, that's a little more important probably than anything. If that's somewhere she's looking to go. That I can't blame That surprised for. us because we thought she had K-State pretty well locked in. Uh, now she's got another K State to go to, Kent State. Interesting. Where never know. They change their mind all the time. You never know. You, you don't. You don't. Joe Walsh went to Kent State, so I'm obviously not going to argue. Well, you just never can tell. I mean, I I said it before a couple weeks ago on the show. I got a buddy that all of a sudden was down here ten days ago, and I had lunch with him and his daughter, who's going to friends. Who'd have thought that would ever happen from from the northern country? Really? From Canada? Yeah. She's coming from Canada? Yes. To go to Friends University? Yes. That's crazy. That was her second pick of all the colleges. She took a trip out to Halifax. Didn't really like it out there, so then she wanted to come here. So she's going to Friends. How about that? It's amazing. Playing volleyball. Now, when you said it at first, like, I have a friend whose daughter's going to Friends, like, okay. But, yeah. From Canada. Used to play ball yeah, with his... Yeah, you didn't, used you didn't to play say ball, the Canada part play ball first. with her dad... And her mom, does great he still, people. Does he live here? No, they live in live in Calgary. When did you, oh you had lunch with him up there? Okay. No, I had lunch. With, they were here. Right they were here the day before I left. I went to and had visit lunch. friends. No, she's getting moved in, and she's having three days for volleyball practice and getting ready. And okay, away they go. That sounds that sounds great. So you just never know with kids. You just never know. They might see something or find something they want to do. Good for them. Absolutely. So, because your daughter's same age as mine, right? They're both sophomores this year. No, my daughter's a senior. Your daughter's a senior. Mine's a junior. Yes. So she's a senior. So she's got, after this year, she's got to figure out where she goes. you gotta got to figure it out. Then you got to get her there. Got to get those scollies. Those help. Because I don't have any. I have no money. None. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, right? Come on, Bob. Step up. We need you. Ah, uh, good stuff. Here's the show today. Okay, let me hear it. Uh, two twenty-five. Casey Lippolt, the manager of the Hutch Monarchs. They're one of a few teams, I think four, maybe three, who are two and zero in the NBC World Series. Very I nice. think it's them, Santa Barbara, and the uh, Tech. One of the Lone Star Texas. I think those three teams are three and zero. Fair. Santa Barbara held off the. Uh, was it Great Bend? Great Bend Batcats last night, five to four to remain undefeated. Uh, Hutch beat Hayes in their first game, so you know who knows. You don't. Uh, Santa Barbara is the prohibitive favorite, but they had a test. We've seen now Hutch beat Hayes, which was last year's finalist. Great Bend hung in against uh, Santa Barbara, so maybe we'll have a challenger or is two. Is it a double knockout, or how does it work? It is. D- it's a double, double elimination. A straight double elimination, yes. correct? So you lose two, see you later. That's it. You're out. Like those tournaments. That's the way it's supposed to be. I agree, but you don't want to come halfway across that's the country. the other side I was getting to. Thankfully, that's only one team did that in Santa Barbara. We, well, Seattle. There's a couple Seattle teams. Two Seattle teams. Two Seattle teams. And Yeah. 
the the something and the somethings. Those two the Seattle studs teams. and the black fins. There you go. Happy days. Man, I was I'm surprised I remembered that. That's I pretty good. Some, well, I did you some research. I haven't really been I'm not gonna lie to you, I haven't really been paying attention to much sports over the last ten days. Not even your Toronto Blue Jays? No, every Making time some trades. they're on so early up there that I missed all the games. Then we get home and we're cooking dinner with the two uncles and my aunt and the family and stuff. And before you know it, it's time to play some cards and go to bed. What's your card game of choice? The card game of choice up there is called 31. Oh, 31's a good game. So that's usually what we play. Everyone seems to enjoy it. It's you play very laid back. quarters or dollars or how do you throw in Usually there? we do uh, loonies, which are a dollar. Okay. And there's a plethora of loonies in Canada because that's what you get paid back with all the time. That makes sense. So it was just easy to play that way. We play it for Starburst sometimes. Well, you can play it for whatever you want. Oh, it's a fun game. Yeah. The n- knock and everything. Knock like right that. away. No one gets a chance, and they got eight. Is that what just you do? Sour. Oh, every time. Really? Oh, if I'm that... one of the first two players and I got anything 17, 18, knock. See you later. Yeah, you might as well. With eight people playing? For sure. Eight? Good grief. I've only played it with, like, maybe five. What? I used to try it with, like, 12, like we used to on the farm. Uh, well, that's like it's like impossible to get any kind of hand. It's a blast. I would imagine. But times have changed because back then we used to play used to play for nickels, Canadian it, nickels. So you get you get three cards, right? Yeah. So you barely you can go around barely once to uh, pick one up. Oh, someone's knocking right away, especially with that many people. Yeah, well, makes sense. Uh, at three twenty-five, actually at three o'clock, Jason, Jeff and Jason draft. Oh, we're doing a draft today? Yeah, why not? Well, you, why not? You get to pick the category. What? Whatever you want. Oh, I got to come up with something now? If you want to. Well, I'm going to have to if I'm picking the category, well, Jeff. I was That's kind of how it goes. I was allowing you to pick the category as a courtesy. I'm not forcing you to pick the category if you don't want to. I figured since I've picked the two that we've done, although you've won them, although... Oh, I did win. I won the second one, too. Yeah, and here's why, Impressive. Jason. Because we did the athletes named Joe, right? Yeah. yeah. And I figured this all out. Okay. It's it's like lack of impulse control. These people on Twitter, they see one name and they go crazy. Uh, th- in this case, it was Joe Montana, who they saw. I can't prove that, but anecdotally, that's what I believe. So they they saw Joe Montana. Their eyes popped out of their head, and they said, oh, "I've got to vote for that guy." Even though my Joe team was so far better. I don't know if it was. See, that's the thing. You got you got you got to know what you're doing. You you just dive in and think I got to get all this stuff and everybody's going to know that. No, you got I had Joe your Maggio, audience, man. Joe Lewis, Mean Joe Green, Joe Sackick, Joe Morgan, Joe Dumars, Joe Torrey, Joe Burrow, okay? You had Joe Montana, Shoeless Joe, Joe Namath who sucked, Joe Frazier, Joe Carter who had a? That's the other guy that they saw and just googly eyed. That's what I uh, told you. I told Joe you. Carter. Oh God. I know I can't say this in Wichita. Yeah, you he better drove not. in some runs. Nothing else. Oh, Jeffrey. that's all. Yeah, oh, you're just mad because you lost. He hit a homer and drove in some runs, and that's all he accomplished in the game. And if that's what you remember, then that's what you remember. Right. That's my point. That's why you won. That's because, part of the game because Twitter lacks. Critical thinking, uh, as does most of society. Nah, it's just the way, it, it, in this game, that's the way it is. So It's a personal opinion that you have that you like better. So when we did, That's part of the deal. No, it's not. You have a, to factor that into your picks. picks. It shouldn't be opinion, though. That's, you got to factor that into your it picks. Sh- what do you I, mean it I, shouldn't that's be? That's my point. If you let me continue making my point, oh, go ahead. I will get there. Now I've learned to tw- uh, to pander to the Twitter idiots, the Twitty-its, as I call them. Um, <laughs> Man, you're helping your case out a bunch, aren't you? <laughs> like, just, just, and we, we did Royals Outfielder. I picked Bo Jackson. I picked Alex Gordon. And I picked Lorenzo Cain and uh, Johnny Damon. Like, that's it. Did you win? Of course. I won in a landslide. Probably with those, yeah. Even though Bob's list may may have been slightly better or closer, but I won handily. Fair enough. Because people see these names. Oh, I remember him, and that's what they that's what they go with. Okay. Well, I'll try to come up with something here. Take your time. Oh, I will. But not that much because we we got to do it in like forty minutes. Oh, okay. 
The Guardians, by the way, picked up uh, Ramon Laureano. A good pickup for the for the guards. Yeah, sure. You know who that is? Well, they're they're falling back. They're struggling right now. Well, they're terrible. I mean, but, they're still uh, under five hundred. And they're bad. I'm not I'm not arguing any of that. But now their team is a little bit more interesting. Did they got did they are they Harley Quinn there yet? They no, Harley Quinn got picked up by somebody else. Uh oh. Uh, yeah, they don't have a chance then. Cleveland's done. Well, Roman Quinn It's Harley. Uh who did he get picked up by? The Rockies. Oh, he'll hit bombs there all oh, day. Yes, he will. All day. And uh in the Rockies organization, he's hitting one eleven. With seven bombs. <laughs> <laughs> One for nine so far. Uh, let's take a break. We will come back and talk some NBC World Series baseball, which Fair is enough. what the B in NBC stands for. So NBC baseball uh, with Hutch Monarchs manager Casey Lippold, his team uh, off to a 2-0 start down at X Stadium, and we'll uh, catch up with Casey. When we come back, Jason Dude is here. I'm Jeff Lutz. It's Bob and Jeff on KFH. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. There you go. Fun in the Sun, the musical theme this week. And it looks like we got at least late 20th century music coming uh, today and perhaps in the future. That was called Sunny Afternoon by Lighthouse. Your brethren from Canada, Jason. They're from Canada? That's what I was, that's what I was told. Well, if anybody knows, it's Max. Let's get to the IHOP hotline and talk with the Hutchinson Monarchs manager. They're one of uh, four teams uh, still undefeated in the NBC World Series, talking with uh, Casey Lippolt. That is the Hutch Monarchs manager. Casey, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're doing well. So uh, you've beaten Hayes. That was your first win. Your second win was over the Blackfins, right, Seattle? Yes, sir. You won that one pretty handily. So what to what do you attribute this uh, early success in the NBC? I mean, the biggest thing is, it's kind of cliche, but it's just the grit and the heart. These guys have had to fight all season. We've had a handful of guys uh, not able to make it that we thought were going to be on our roster. So from the get-go, we've had guys step up and play in positions they weren't necessarily used to. And we've had a lot of hitters happen to pitch throughout the summer. And so, you know, that game against Hayes, you know, down late, they never gave up. And, you know, it's it's been situations that we've been in all year. And so they definitely had the heart and they didn't give up. And, you know, the bats got hot at the right time. And especially against the Black Fins yesterday, I think we had 17 hits and we were just able to roll. And when they're playing comfortable, they're they're tough to stop. So that's it's been fun to watch them so far. 
Casey, do you think in a short for a short amount of time that sometimes that's not a bad thing to know that you got guys that can play different positions or might have to pitch or do something that because as as a player it's kind of like hey this is going to be fun I'm going out I got, I'm going to have to play somewhere else today but all is good do you think in a in a short period of time that you can win for a little while but over a long period that might be a little tougher. It is. I mean, I, I know it has been fun for these hitters. Every single one of them has said, oh, I can pitch. I used to pitch in high school. I'm like, well, everybody used to pitch in high school, but it's a little bit different. But, you know, they've, they have all stepped up. But I do think it is fun. We've had infielders that, oh, yeah, I'm an outfielder too, or an outfielder say, oh, I can go play shortstop, and, and said, okay, you said it. And so we throw them out there, and, and they've held their own. And, you know, we've had a very athletic group this year, and so – it might seem uncomfortable at first, but then you see them make that first play and think, all right, we'll be fine. So, yeah, I think in the short term it's great and they have fun with it, but obviously you don't want to, you know, knowing these guys are you know, going to go back to school soon, you know, I don't want a shortstop to go out there and have to throw a bunch of pitches and all of a sudden he heads back to school with arm, you know, pain or arm soreness or anything. So you got to be careful with it in a sense, but, you know, trying to do little doses here and there of, hey, can you pitch an inning for me? Yep, I got it. Okay, great. And then, you know, don't have him throw again for a little while. But, um, you know, some guys like Max Butenbeck, he's uh, a Nebraska commit. He just graduated high school. So he did pitch this last spring, but he's also an outfielder. He's going to Nebraska as a hitter. But he ended up starting, I think, three or four games for us. And he was able to, you know, go. We, we, we never take guys over 85 pitches. It's just something that we've always believed in at Hutch is, you know, there's no sense in pushing a kid to 120, 130 pitches. Um so we do shut him down. You know, we've, we stopped the kid out. He was throwing a no-hitter going into the seventh inning. And, sorry, bud, you got 85 pitches. We're getting you out of there. And so it, it is something that these guys have stepped up. But a short term, it is fun for them. But long term, we try not to do too much just so we don't send them back in a, in a negative way. Talking with uh, Casey Lipholt, the manager of the Hutch Monarchs. When's your next game? I assume it's tomorrow. I, don't, I haven't seen a time yet. It is. We played tomorrow, and we actually got the noon slot. So with those two big wins that we got, we've actually secured the number one seed in our pool. So um, it's one of those where we, our seeding can't get adjusted from the game tomorrow, and neither can our opponent. So it's one of those where kind of a get through it and get through it healthy, and, you know, it wasn't going to affect anything. So we did get one of the earlier time slots, but um, and then following that, being that we do have a number one seed, we do get a bye the first round of bracket. So we'll go tomorrow, and then our next game would be Thursday. But I won't know that time until uh, late thir- or late Tuesday or early Wednesday. Okay, so you know, just uh, talking about having to put guys in in different places. How hard? And you've coached uh, summer ball for a while now. So how hard has it become just to keep a team together? And, you know, I guess you can kind of go one of two ways with it, right? You can feel sorry for yourselves or you can figure it out. How, what's, the, uh, what's the strategy behind just, you know, just figuring it out? So one, one big thing, and I, I took this from Darren McHugh. He ran the Monarchs for 14 years, and he has had a ton of success, as you guys know. And um, those, These guys come to play summer ball to get prepared for the next year. Let's get better and get prepared to compete for a position at your school next year. So – at the end of the summer, basically after every home game, we get a printout of stats so far, and everybody's going to get to play. You know, we had guys that struggled this year hitting. You know, we had some guys hitting under 150 for most of the season, but they still got 75, 80 at-bats this summer. And, you know, our leadoff guys and three holes, you know, they might have been closer to the, you know, 110, 120 at-bats, but just because you're struggling doesn't mean you're not going to get to play. You're, you're here to get to play. So, you know, it's – it's one of those things where they might be in a slump, but all of our guys have had such great attitudes about it. I mean, you know, they're frustrated. Anybody's going to be frustrated if they're in a slump, but you know, them knowing that they're going to get to play, you know, at school ball, they, they may not get a chance to play if they're starting short stops hitting 350 and the backups hitting 150. good chance that backup's not going to get much time, but summer ball, everybody's there to get their time and get their reps. So, you know, when it comes to tournament time, we change it up a little bit and, you know, now it's, where we're going to compete, you know, we want to win. So, you know, guys might see more time than, than others, but throughout the summer leading up to now, we, we try to keep it as even and fair as possible, you know, play two games to the game, play three games to the game. And it's really, really worked well for us. Like I said, that was something that I was able to grab from Darren and, and it's been very successful and, and guys know that they're going to get to play. And 
So I think that helps kind of keep them motivated and keep their chin up, even if they are struggling to know they're going to get another chance. Okay, so give us a little rundown on some of your players and where where are all these guys from, and uh, just just give us a rundown of uh, of your squad. Um, so I guess I'll or we'll just go through a quick starting lineup um, from the other night. So Caleb Cotton, um, he is an outfielder, uh, goes to Sam Houston State. Uh, Drew Bugner was playing shortstop for us. He's at Pratt Community College. Um, Will Edmondson just finished up at Hutch, and he is heading to Arkansas. Uh, then we have Max Butenbeck that I mentioned. He is a Nebraska commit. Um, Jaden Gustafson is a local. Um, he's sticking around WSU. Um, Cooper Harris, as many people are familiar with, he is a WSU catcher, but he is actually transferring to Pitt State this year to play for Coach Fernelli. Um, seven hole, we had uh, Sam Weesey. We actually picked him up for the tournament. He played with Hayesville this summer. Um, but he is actually heading to Eastern Illinois. Um, and then we had Jarrett Flaggart, who was a WSU guy as well, but he is transferring to Cowley. And then um, our nine hole was Blake Bradford, who is a Hutch, Hutch Duco. Um, Bridgen has been somebody coming off the bench. He's going to Austin P. Um, so we have a big variety of uh, Juco, D2, D1 um, pitchers. We have guys going to anywhere from McPherson, um, a lot of Hutch guys. Um, Emporia State, uh, we have a New Mexico, uh, Stanfield is from New Mexico. So it is a big range, but it's the same thing we tell them when they get there. I don't care if you were at a JUCO, a D3, a D2, D1, you're all on one team now. So it, that doesn't matter where you're from. You're all going to get your playing time. And uh, But it has been fun to see these guys mingle. And you look at them, you think they've been playing together for 10 years and just all the best of friends. So it's different regions, but they all do come together and play under one jersey, and it's pretty cool to watch. Casey Lippold, our guest, the manager of the Hutch Monarchs. So how nice is it uh, just to kind of be able to uh, recruit in your own backyard? And, and, and what have you noticed uh, about junior college baseball? How is it trending in the state of Kansas recently? I mean, we've, we've been very fortunate to have, you know, Hutch Juco. You know, they give us access to their facilities. We get to play at Hobart Debtor uh, for all our home games. We get to use their uh, clubhouse. Um, you know, we get – these kids are spoiled, I tell you. They get a hot meal after every game, every home game. They get a hot meal cooked for them from some sponsors. Um, their, their jerseys are washed for them. Basically, they show up and it's time to go to work. So, that has been an awesome um, relationship that we've had with Hutch Juco for years. Um, Mark Blackham is the GM of the team, him and his wife, Kim, and they do a lot of the recruiting and, but they have built such strong relationships over the years that they know that, you know, Shane Wed, he was a local here. He coached at Pratt and he was a Barton guy. Well, now he's down at Sam Houston and there's just that relationship that we're pretty confident each year. We're going to get a couple guys from Sam Houston. You know, we're going to get a couple guys from WSU. And so we have those relationships with some big schools, but, Barton, Hutch, Pratt, you know, all these uh, Cloud County. We have guys from Cloud now. Um, we've been able to dive into that. And I've always been a big proponent of JUCO baseball. I played JUCO. My dad was a baseball coach in the Jayhawk League for years. And so I've, it's always been that stepping stone. Now the portals kind of changed some of that a little bit. But, you know, JUCO baseball, I have always, you know, there's, I think there's a negative stigma in some people's mind, but, you know, it's one of those things that's a stepping stone for a lot of guys, whether they just weren't quite ready or, you know what, they didn't want to go to a big city and they want to just play ball. And, you know, so there is so much talent at, at the JUCO level that, that gets overlooked. And, I mean, Will Edmondson, for example, he's, you know, Hutch JUCO, and he's on his way to an SEC Arkansas school, and he's going to be vouching for a lot of playing time. And same with Max Butenbeck. You know, he's going to Nebraska. And you get these small-town guys that, they they know how to play ball just like anybody else, but just because of where they lived or you know, the first school they've gone to, they kind of get overlooked. So it's been awesome for, you know, some of these guys get signed out of the NBC tournament. There's just enough coaches there that are watching, and with the social media and all that stuff now, the exposure's amazing for them. So, you know, I I tell a lot of kids, JUCO is, is a great route to go, and I will stand by that forever. You know, I, I love the JUCO route, and, and they get a lot of good out of it. So I'm a big proponent of that. Casey, I gotta, I gotta ask. You know, you put these teams together, but there's a ton of help that goes into it. From obviously a lot of people, you mentioned Mark Blackham, who I've known for about 25 years. I actually lived with him for a summer. Um, how important is it to have all that 
um, help when you're trying to put a team together because you have a lot of other things to do rather than having to deal with a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes. It's I don't know how organizations survive without that help, to be honest. There's so many people involved, just even simply on a game day. We have people running around that field. They're getting you know our concession stands ready, and they're getting our merchandise table ready, and they're getting field ready, and guys up in the booth, and they got the press stuff going on, and there and that has nothing you know none of that is even included what you know what we're doing you know in the locker room or you know getting laundry done and all that so I mean there is so many people that I don't I can't even thank them all enough you know it's there's so many bodies involved and and they're all happy to help and they just want to be involved and you know we've had Steve Carpenter doing our stats from day one of the Monarchs back in 2009 when I played and he still gives me a hard time for being in so many guys when I played for the Monarchs and, you know, but he's been around for, you know, 15 years now. And it's, we had a, uh, an alumni, this is our 15th year. And so we had an alumni at the beginning of the year and we had guys come back anywhere from 2009 to, you know, just a couple of years ago. And we had a nice golf outing and had a barbecue and, and just the faces and everybody had all these stories. When you have an organization that runs like that, and it, it is a family, you know, we, we have a motto, once a monarch, always a monarch. And, and it is very true that once you're in, you're in. And, and there's a lot of bodies that go into making something like that work and be successful. Uh, Casey Lippold, our guest, before we let you go, Casey, just wanted to ask if you've had a chance to talk with Brian Green, the new Wichita State coach. I know he's heavily involved in, in uh, junior college baseball and uh, out of the coach from from Johnson County. Is that a relationship that you've been able to strike up yet? Um, I have not personally. I'm not sure if Mark has. Um, I, I know Mark has a great relationship with the WSU program. Um, I helped out with the, they had the Buster Posey camp um, that Coach Gear put on not too long ago, and, and I know Coach Green was out there. Didn't get a chance to talk to him, but I, I did see him out there. But I'm sure it's just a matter of time before we cross paths, and you know I'm. I'm excited every time I see that we got WSU kid. I, I get excited about it, just knowing we got the locals and, and all these kids look up to them. And so I'm excited to keep that relationship going and, and you know, building on new ones with, with Coach Green and his staff. Well, that's awesome. We, uh, we really appreciate your time uh, this afternoon. Congratulations on the 2-0 start. You get a bye. I uh, still got one pool game left to go, but uh, great job so far. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep tabs on you as the tournament goes along. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. All right, thanks a lot. Hey, we talked a little Hutch Monarchs baseball. That's a team only around for 15 years, but has made uh, put a stamp on Kansas collegiate summer baseball. Yeah, you always seem to hear about them, you know. So obviously they're doing a good job. And you know, like I was, I, I talked to them or asked the question. Um, you, it takes so many people to put a team like this together. There's a lot of work behind the scenes that a lot of people just do to do to help out the community, and it's fantastic. And it's it's good to see that uh, teams are thriving with it. It's fantastic. I love it. Absolutely. So Monarchs play again tomorrow. Uh, we'll see how the uh, quarterfinals shake out, which will be after tomorrow's games. You yeah. Just, what you, do you want to get to? What, what, what's what's eating you up here? Well, you just watched the fight. This is the suspension I have huge problems with. You just watched the uh, Guardians White Sox brawl for the first time. Your thoughts, um, as a former hockey player, it's nice player. to see that they were actually fighting, not just pushing Why around. They nice? wanted to get it. They wanted to get it over with. You get it over with. It's done. That's the good thing about it. It's, it's, it was done. It shouldn't be lingering now. There should be no problem now. Oh, Tim Anderson sucks, but. It got it over with rather than wait till the next day and everyone starts beaning everybody and did no, they got it got it over with and now you move on. That's what I that's what I can respect about what happened. You know why Tim Anderson sucks? Why? What was the problem with what Tim Anderson did? He was he was talking mess to our players from when they were on from when they were on first or from first. Our first baseman is what I'm trying to say. Uh from the dugout. Uh just being an idiot yesterday, put, the day before, it pushed a guy's hand off the bag. Uh, hard tag on Ramirez. Just this idiot. Uh, and I wouldn't say that if I didn't know that he was an idiot. Cause, but you know. Yeah, because okay. after uh, the thing, it was yesterday, it was, so it was the day after, uh, on Twitter he's like cussing and, 
it's just stupid. Like, you have a chance there to, like, be an adult. And not that you necessarily need to say, hey, kids, don't follow my example. But you know you're a role model of some sort. People, kids look up to you. And here you are on Twitter saying, y'all got me effed up. Like, come on. Don't be a, a complete idiot, right? So you're saying uh, Ramirez had nothing to do with this in any way? Probably should have maybe just backed away if, you, if this is the way you're talking about Tim Anderson? Is, Jose Ramirez isn't an idiot. If he was, I'd be the first to, uh, to tell you. Jose Ramirez plays as hard as anybody, uh, never says a word. Uh, outside of making jokes with his teammates and stuff like that, he's not getting he's not getting under people's skin. He has fun playing baseball. He loves baseball. That's his whole life is baseball. Uh, nothing else. He's he's a baseball player. Um, so yeah, I don't think he had as much to do with it. And Major League Baseball agreed. Uh, Tim Anderson suspended six games. Jose Ramirez suspended three, and he got to knock him out. Right, knocked him down at least, but he was out. You could see when he went well, down. Yeah, wouldn't there was there was some other. I don't know if it would, what was widely circulated, but I saw it on a video. Uh, Ramirez being helped off the field was very wobbly still. So good for Jose. Uh, knocking out idiots is there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Fair enough. In in my opinion, what's the big one that you're all well, fired up about? I don't know about this one. Like the, I said, I've been I've been away. The, Fill me in. The broadcaster, the television broadcaster for the Orioles uh, was suspended uh, indefinitely, and no one even knew about it. He just hasn't been on the broadcast uh, since July 23rd or July 26th. The incident happened on July 23rd. Um, here's what he said to get suspended. Uh, he said the the, Ori- the the Orioles have won more games at Tropicana Field this year than the past two years combined. That he got suspended for that. No. Yes. Why? Because the owner of the team did not want it pointed out that Baltimore had not had success previously. Everybody knows if you watch baseball, Baltimore has had no success right. previously. And they're Nothing. doing better this year. That like, was the overall point. Hey, we're doing a lot better this year against a pretty good Rays team. We're winning games on the road uh, against a division rival. And he got suspended. He hasn't been on the air for two weeks. So this is a team suspension, basically. Yeah. That's all he said? There was nothing else? No, that was, there's nothing else. And people are... Aren't you, uh, as a broadcaster, supposed to bring stuff up like that? Y- you to let are people supposed know? to, but in this day and age... So basically, just If you say stat. anything negative about your team, you, uh, you face potential but th- discipline. that was positive about his team. It was, but, not, but pointing out that they had not played well in Tampa previously was not positive. Teams played... Bad. It's certain. It's just the way it is in sports. Can you believe you that? go to a place and it's just you have a tough time winning there? It is what it is. It's not. That's no big deal. Everybody knows that. Nobody cares. I can't believe. Are you? That's is this what, like a joke? No, that's what happened. He got suspended for saying they've won more games this year than they had in the past two. Yeah. In Tampa. Yeah. There's got to be something. There's got to be something else behind that. There's nothing else there's behind. No it. way. Uh, you should be able to suspend somebody for saying that. You got to be kidding. Matt Jurgensen, I have a reliable source that says Brown is currently suspended over a comment he made during the Rays series. The Orioles have won more games against them this season than the last two combined. Angelos didn't like it. That's the owner and took action. And then Roy Firestone, do you remember him? Yes. He said, I can confirm this is true. That's terrible. It's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? What are you supposed to say? I don't know. If you're, what you're like, what do you, say? as an Orioles broadcaster now, what are you supposed to say? Nothing? Only point out the successes. How what have they done the awful. last? What have they done the last two years? I can't claim to have watched many Orioles broadcasts. In Just the, a few years I've ago, they were couple, losing well over a hundred games yeah, every year. I've watched a few this year. I haven't noticed anything egregious because they're good. Maybe that's the reason. Uh, but if you're a fan of the Orioles and you got this good thing going, our team's good. We've got a whole bunch of young players. Some have come up. Some haven't. And we we got a bright present. We got a bright future. Um, and we're suspending our our announcer. 
for saying that we've lost in Tampa, which anyone could go look up, and any fan of the Orioles probably already knows. That's what I'm getting at. If you watch baseball or you're a fan, and you don't have to, I'm not a huge baseball guy, as you know, and watch, but I could have told you Baltimore probably didn't win very much in Tampa the last they couple of years. probably didn't win much in Tampa. Or Boston, anywhere else. New York. Uh, whoever the AL East team is that I'm missing. Tampa, that, Boston, I, Toronto, New York. That's all of them. Literally, that, um, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm pretty much dumbfounded by that whole thing. It's crazy. And, but that's the way of the world, especially for some reason in Major League Baseball. I don't know if it's necessarily the case. Probably not in football because most of those are national broadcasts. I don't know how they treat radio announcers. Uh, but basketball, you don't hear, hey, we've got to be positive. All the, I hate that stuff. If you're an owner of a team, you should want the truth told about your organization at all times. Why wouldn't you want that brought out to let other people know that, look what we've done. Two years ago, we lost 110 games. We lost 110 games two years ago. And right now we're seventy and forty-two. Right. Puts that put Look, some context. We around did that. we did not play well. We were not that good of a team. We <laughs> kept losing in Tampa. Now look what we're doing in Tampa against a very good Tampa team who's been good for a few years. And you get suspended for that? Yeah. Suspended. I may be fired. What is going on? He hasn't what, been what, on the air. What is the deal nowadays? What is going what is happening? I'm telling you. If you no, say this is it's negative, awful. It's awful. It is awful. And I watched these baseball broadcasts all the time these hometown broadcasts and it's gross a lot of times it's gross about the stuff that they say even it's it's they even kind of just sneak it in there this this manufactured positivity it's just gross and i don't like it uh that's why i watch the mets most of the time uh when i'm not watching cleveland because their guys are real they're not worried about their their jobs because uh, they know they can't be fired. They're the best in the business. Um, it's, and that's why I watch them. But every time I watch somebody else, especially in a smaller market, man, no, you can't. The Royals on the radio are the same. It's just gross. It's, uh, I can, I'm, I'm honestly a little, I'm just, I'm dumbfounded by that. As you should be. That is, and as an owner, what are you doing? Why? So, what does that say to the rest of your organization? Like, talk about walking on pins and needles every day when you go to work. I guess. I mean, don't bring up a stat that everybody in baseball knows and right. say it because you're going to get suspended. Are you going to get fired? Is the sales staff not allowed to say, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta, we need to do better this quarter because we didn't do so well last quarter"? No, you can't. You can't say that. No, your whole sales staff is suspended. That's maybe so. Well, that's what it basically that's what it, he set a precedent as, correct? We can't point out improvement based you can't, on previous failures. You can't you can't suspend him for that and then have anybody else say anything remotely negative like that, which is just the truth. Hey, look, sales were down a little bit last last quarter. Let's pick it up here. We got some things to do. You're fu- you're all fired. You're you fired. You can't say that. What is that? I don't oh know. Oh, this is ridiculous. Just absolutely asinine. It's insane, right? It's Maybe one of the worst things I've heard in a while when it comes to anything like this. He said, our team's won more games this year than they had in the last two years in Tampa, and he's suspended. Yep. That was it. That's the, that's the suspension. There's no underlying, well, maybe he kind of put it this way. I watched the clip. He just, hey, it's, it's amazing what we're doing, and this isn't a bad Rays team that we're doing this against. He's pointing out all this positive stuff. Uh, and... But since it involves losses that are already written in ink because they happened last year and the year before and have no bearing on what's happening now, because we had to put that into context, you're out. Unreal. Crazy. That is... Honestly, that's disgusting. I agree. That that guy has to go through this for, for doing that. Yeah, you're what, messing, how you're messing you, with you his say, family. What do you say for three, three and a half hours on a broadcast then? Like, what if somebody strikes annoying? out? Well, you can't say he struck out. He just went out. It was must have been a bad swing. call. It was an unbelievable swing. Can't believe how that, that got by him. What a good player. 
right? Don't you got to say for three and a half I, I hours? Guess. What if they lose that night and you say Orioles fall 7-6? Can't. I, can't. Guess, I guess not. The score was 7-6, and you can't say we didn't win. Nope. 7-6 the final. See you tomorrow. Yep. Do I still have a job? Check your email when this when broadcast's over. That's bad. That's really that's too bad. Don't make an error. Well, you can't fire your players fired and the broadcasters <laughs> fired if you make an error. <laughs> Man, the clubhouse guy put the wrong Gatorade in. You can't say, "Oh, I made a mistake," because then you're fired. No, we meant to be yellow, but it was orange. So. I'm sorry about that. You can't say that. No, you can't. No, just go find another job. Man, yeah. that's terrible. Okay, I can see why that's the one you wanted to get to. Yeah, the Guardian stuff, sure. And I'm glad that uh, Ramirez got fewer games than Anderson because Anderson started it. Um, whatever. Wow, that is... Well, whatever. That's just brutal. Yeah, I agree. All right. That, that's the Orioles for you. It's too bad. I was kind of like cheering. Now right? I don't they, like them. They were likable. I, they were likable. Now I'm like, uh, no, I don't want them to win now. Just for that. I'm, I'm with takes. you. That's all it takes. I'm with you. But if they lose, they, you can't say it anyway. So we might, they might as well. I can say it. They might as well have won every game so far. We should reach out to him and just tell him to send us a thing of things he wants to say and can't, and we'll say it for him. Right? What if you've lost six out of ten? Can you say that? No, you won four of your. You've won four <laughs> of our last ten. That's good. We've got four. We got four wins here in the last little while and doing well. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We doing a draft? Yeah, if you got a, I got. I have to do the category now. Well, yeah, this is your show. I, I'm just the guy that comes in. But we said you could pick the category. Yeah, I can't pick. I can't find a good one. What do you think? All right, what should we do? uh, We're gonna do. We're gonna do board games. Board. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Board games. It is. Fair enough. When we come back, the Jeff and Jason draft. Hour number two of Bob and Jeff coming up. Stay with us. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.